0: Well, Amanda, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Awesome. Well, let's get this uh, party on the road. But again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. This is the Miss Manual podcast, Home to Breaking Stigmas, and ultimately just getting more stories out there, especially for the women not in the female car community. And today, we have a special guest. Uh, let me know if I say it last time right. I'm going to go ahead and say this as perfect as possible, but let me know if it's like mm-hmm. two left to not perfect. So Amanda Sorensen, did I say it right? Yeah. Perfect. And yeah. So we have Amanda in and she does a lot and put it, believe it or not, she's done a lot from, you know, your motorsports athlete. You're only 15 years old. You drift cars, you go kart, you do a lot figure skating, volleyball, the whole nine. And so I want to thank you for coming on, of but course. thank you. And I want to go ahead and ask you the, first question like what started you on the path of becoming a motorsports athlete to begin with like how did that come about
1: well my dad raced off-road for 20 years and Mm -hmm. eventually he had me and my brother we both started off in the we started racing bmx at first and then we got a whole feel for the racing atmosphere and when i was about eight i stepped into a go-kart Took home two championships. What? Three years. Then after that, I stepped into a mod cart, which was a huge change. Going from asphalt to short course was Mm -hmm. definitely, uh, it was hard because I didn't have any experience really driving in the dirt. And then being on the track, I mean, being on the track with other people Mm is something that I was used to, but. Mm-hmm. getting all up and close, making contact was definitely something that different. I was new to. Throwing the car sideways, too, it was definitely different for me. <laughs> in my rookie year, I stepped into a UTV, and I took home the championship in the Lucas Oil Series. Really? In 2016, when I was about 13 years old.
0: That's insane. So when did you start? Did you already say that, as far as when you started what age?
1: Yeah, I started – well, I started BMX when I learned how to ride a bike, which when I was about, like, four or five.
0: Okay, most definitely. That's insane. How, Have your dad just kind of show you the way that he – did your dad kind of just put you in the environment, or is he like, hey, like, you should try this, or you're just kind of curious because you're around it?
1: I sort of, like, grew up in the racing environment. My dad raced off-road, like I said, for – he raced desert. For yeah, a good twenty years, and once he felt like it was time to like put all the attention on us, he sort of quit racing, and then he started us into it. We just slowly progressed our way up.
0: That's awesome. So, what do you, and so you, what do you drive when you drift?
1: I drift a E forty six BMW with an LS three.
0: Awesome, and if you put put a lot of work into it as far as the family
1: yes um this car is a replica of alex hillbren's old drift car and that's the one my brother has right now rick my crew chief basically he built alex's fd car and when i began my build rick stepped on the team and he was like hey let's he gave us some ideas but basically my car was fully built in-house me my brother and my dad uh, my team manager Kevin. We all put in hours working on it. We got it built in three months, I believe.
0: You got it built built in three months. Yes. So often, how often would you say you guys are in the in the shop out of the week out of those three months? Was it like a couple times a day, or four times out of the week, or? Um,
1: I had at one point in time, I had six guys fully employed working on it for mm-hmm. three weeks straight, trying to get it done. Cause my goal was to get it done before my first competition. And I mean, I was able to do that.
0: That's awesome. That is so awesome, Brenda. Like that's super, super duper amazing. So do you have like, like, have you had people like that look up to you in the sense, older, younger, just in general, as far as what you've done? Cause you've done a lot, like in the, in the short time frame, you've done it and you know, it's like, I'm sure you don't think it's a big deal. Like, let me know if you do or not, but I know you just growing up into it versus, you know, people that might, might grow up to be, most people don't, they kind of make, a, they might. Make...
1: I have a lot of dads always coming out to the racetrack telling me how they use me as an excuse to bring their daughter out because they're like, oh, this, there's a girl later. <laughs> like, it's always so, I guess you could say inspiring because it makes me want to come back.
0: So, so just to see how many people are like influencing because I'm sure you wouldn't mind seeing other females and the more females come out into the car community correct
1: yes I love meeting other girls that have the same interests as I do.
0: do do you have any people off the top of your head that you look up to guy or girl
1: um I'd say Force Wang and his driving style is something that I really look up to, just because how stylish he is with the way he drifts. Um, one person I really look up to is my brother. My brother is only thirteen years old, and oh, he just turned fourteen. He's the youngest pro <laughs> driver out there in Formula Drift. So
0: he was it for <laughs> that's awesome.
1: He managed to get his license in one event, which was it was the first time they ever did this event down in Virginia called Hyperfest Mm -hmm. and it was a double elimination process so unfortunately I didn't have as good of luck as he did but so basically you had to lose twice in order Mm -hmm. to get knocked out fully. My every single time I got in the car it started raining it was pouring every single time I got in the car I never got one dry run in just so happened to be with my luck that that's how it worked out but my brother went out there and he beat all, the old, dude, all these old guys <laughs> and got his pro two license. It was that's
0: amazing. That's amazing. Oh my goodness, that's I got goosebumps right now, and I'm in eighty degree weather right now. Like that's that's awesome. That's, that's super amazing. Do you uh, do you have any like goals coming up in the next? Because you're only 15 years old. Like when's your birthday?
1: My birthday's in November.
0: November, all right, so by your 16th birthday, do you have any goals personally, not only just for just being a motorsport athlete to maybe maybe a car that you want or anything like that? Is there anything that you're looking forward to just in the automotive industry that you're pushing for?
1: Well, I mean, I guess right now, like, technically, I'm already licensed, and I drive on the streets illegally because I got my license in South Dakota, and I mm. drive... Already, so there's nothing really too special about the Sweet 16 for me other than like another year. But, right, um, I'd say some of my goals at least by the end of this year, I want to have my Pro 2 license. And right now, I just placed fourth at the first round of Irwindale at the Drift League.
0: (laughs) That's amazing.
1: My second event is actually coming up on Friday. So, hopefully, mm-hmm. I could – my goal is top three, at least. I need to finish top three for the rest of the season so I could podium. And they hand out the licenses to first, second, and third, obviously. But if <laughs> I don't, I don't really – I have a. I've always had a passion for desert. And mm-hmm. I'm racing Vegas Torino coming up in Yamaha, the YXC.
0: Is that your is that your next most recent I mean, is that your mo uh your closest upcoming race?
1: Um, my second round of Irwindale is this Friday, but then after that I have um Vegas Torino, which will be my upcoming desert race. I just raced some at four hundred in trophy light. And unfortunately I didn't do so good just due to we rented the truck from someone else and it was just chaos everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I still ended up top 10, so I wasn't too mad at my, with myself. Finishing is half the battle, and I finished. So.
0: But the standard's high, so it's like, if I don't come at least top three, if not number one, then it's like, uh, I could have did better.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's always room for improvement.
0: Exactly. So for the... And this, again, this is exactly why I made this podcast, because like for me, like this is like I like I ex- like I don't, it doesn't matter how old you are. Like I don't want to use age like, oh, she's only this person's only this. This person's only that like age is only a, a small representation First. of what you can do. It's all about your environment. It's all about, you know, who you're surrounding yourself with. So for maybe I somebody's tried. listening. Say again.
1: I said you're driving your passion.
0: That's that's that's, that's what you feel like is really key yeah so for maybe somebody listening would you could you kind of narrow down to those two things because there's people out there you know that that are looking or they feel like they're alone because again that's the whole reason why miss manual overall came to fruition and why i'm so excited to do this podcast there's so many people that feel like they're by themselves but there's so many unique individuals out there like yourself that are really just ripping it up at a young age and that's really inspiring so with what would you give advice to maybe a young young woman that might have interest or curiosity to maybe drifting or just being in the automotive world what would you recommend to them or what advice would you give maybe your your 12 year old so now that you know what you know now that's kind of like leave it at that
1: I'd say being in a male-dominated sport
0: mm-hmm.
1: and being a girl is definitely I mean I wouldn't say it's It's not hard, but it's hard because it's all in how you take in everybody else's opinion. My brother is probably my greatest enemy, but my biggest competitor and my best friend all in one. Because my brother's a boy. He's always getting down on me. Oh, Amanda doesn't have that much angle. But then again, he'll come back and he'll be like, hey, this is how you improve. Or this upcoming event, my brother's not even driving because he... Wants me to be in Pro 2 with him. And he's going to make sure I'm up there with him. So he's going to give me everything that he can to help me. But mm-hmm. then again, on top of that, like, I feel like I've had other guys. When I first started racing mod carts, there was mm-hmm. Haley Degan. She was, I raced with Haley. And I also raced, there was so many other people that I raced with. But Haley was one person I that I always look up to because her parents have her on such short of rope that her focus will never fall off of her path.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, but, I mean, it's honestly just being focused and putting in the extra hours that you need to, knowing that you worked to achieve your goal other than just Mm -hmm. getting it handed to you or just showing up and driving your car, I don't feel like that's something that people should do, where they just show up and drive their car, get in and race. But eventually... be more of a process. Yeah, eventually when you make it up to that level in racing, for example, Von Gittin Jr., he just shows up and he gets paid to be there. Mm-hmm. But he worked his way up there. He put in the hours. He put in everything else to get him up there. He advertised himself throughout social media. And I feel like that's also media is the generation that we live in right now. Media mm-hmm. is, I mean, we're sitting here talking on a podcast. This is, mm-hmm. it's communication to the world, basically. And I feel like getting the Instagram followers up, the Facebook followers, Twitter, everything, all of that goes into being successful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And being able to,
0: get yourself out there you couldn't have said any better that that right there is potent to the point and just straight truth like that that right there is amazing like i I fully appreciate you just elaborated on that because again like it's just a motivator because i don't i don't me personally just again it's all about breaking stigmas because i don't want this to be a big deal like The thing is like, this is awesome and it's awesome things you've done, but I don't want this to, I don't want anyone to be put on a pedestal. I want, I want, I want uh, different to be normal. I don't want normal to be, be the norm because this is what, this is what people should strive for. It doesn't matter regardless if it's motocross or just automotive or anything in life. And the way you go about things is a perfect example of that, but I'm not going to ask to go ahead.
1: I definitely feel like just, like, being a woman in a male-dominated sport is something, like, you could brag about that if you want to. Yeah. One time I had a guy, he was, he's more up there in the drifting community, and I was showing him my graphics for my new car, and he's like, "So, like, yeah, you're a girl, but I, he said, but having that pink car and, like, showing everyone that you're a girl is not necessary, and I said, But I'm a girl on a male-dominated sport. I want to go out there and show everyone, like, hey, guys, guess what? I'm a girl, and I'm only 15 years old, and I'm over here doing stuff the same, even better than the guys out there that are 20 to however old they are. Mm -mm. Just because I'm only 15, I'm barely learning how to, like, I mean, not barely learning how to drive, but, like, Barely.
0: You're barely getting started.
1: Age, yeah, where people do normally learn how to drive. I'd say probably forty percent of my friends know how to drive a car because their parents taught them recently. But other than that, they're like, "Oh, this is the gas. This is the brake." And me and my brother, we have simulators here at home, and that's what we practice on to get Mm -hmm. ourselves ready. But. When my friends come over and hang out, they're like, oh, let's try this. And so they don't know how to drive stick. But it's like a whole <laughs> process. And it's like, we're learning this stuff. And I am i learned it. I learned to drive stick when I was probably 12 years old. I used to drive my dad's sand rail out at Dumont. Mm-hmm. And that's when I first learned how to drive stick. And to be honest, like, I picked it up really quickly, but.
0: And, uh you picked up you picked up driving the manual transmission i was going to lead to my next question on like how how quickly number one how quickly it took you to drive manual transmission number two i know it's different just being so immersed because you you do a lot like i said you you do a lot you know go-kart and in school so how's that experience uh just cool. friend groups because i know you your passion is just way more there there's certain things that your friends don't get that you get or just you can't necessarily like express to them.
1: Yeah, one thing is like I've probably I went to school till 7th grade and then I started homeschooling because when I was racing, I raced three different series, I raced four different series actually in one year. I was racing mod Carton and UTV in three Lucas Oil series, the two regionals in California and Arizona and then the national series. On top of that, I was racing works as well in my UTV. So, I started traveling I was on the road, I believe, 52 weekends, not including the weekends when I. Yeah, not in one year. Not including the times that I went to go and have fun and went and on family vacation or something to go to Dumont, uh, snowboarding to the lake, like all that stuff, the other stuff that I do. But that was just race weekends that we counted, and so I started homeschooling because it was just easier for me. I like I prefer online school, anyways. Right now, mm-hmm. especially with like the kids at school, they just some of them I I personally like I can put up with people, but I have pro- people have problems with jealousy with me, so it's kind of like I mean
0: they just they envy you or they're like oh.
1: Yeah, it's, it's always drama, and, like, girls, I hang out with some girls, but most girls just, especially, like, not trying to brag, but, like, my looks, I was known as, like, the hottest girl in high school when I went to, because freshman year, I decided to go to high school, and it was just kind of, like, it was annoying to me, because I was like, why do you see me for my looks, not who I am, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And nobody really... The maturity level—I'm a lot more mature for my age than most kids. I don't hang out with kids right. my age. I hang out with kids that are older.
0: Right.
1: Nothing I was too interested in, so I came back to home school. But for freshman year, I went to uh, high school just so I could play on my volleyball team. So I went for the first semester, and it was all right. But I definitely like the homeschooling situation a lot better. As- Especially too with traveling and stuff, it's a lot easier to um, get all my schoolwork done because the teachers would never give me schoolwork ahead. It was always like, "Oh, you have to wait till you get back, and then I'll give you the work."
0: Ah, uh, so, okay. A
1: stressful situation, and to be honest, I like to be home. And I have two employees that work for me full time out in our garage, working on our cars, prepping for the next race, doing. They basically prep, rebuild, and build them back so I could, <laughs> my brother and I could keep doing what we're doing in racing, but I like to go out there and just hang out with them and help them out in the garage so I could sort of supervise, I guess you could say, and make sure everything's going good out there.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome yeah I can definitely you're definitely mentally it's just different so I can definitely understand that that point of view again yeah, like I said it it's just, out to your culture.
1: yeah them being like most kids my age aren't on the same maturity level mm-hmm. I, even some adults like I know a lot of things for my age especially being in the racing community I feel like like just learning how to go and get a sponsorship is something that most people don't know how to do. Making a sponsorship mm-hmm. proposal, being able to present it to them in a way to where they want you to be a part of their team or ordering parts, like all those things, it, don't, it all adds up. Mm-hmm. Making t-shirts for the team, like it's just something a lot of people don't do in their lifetime. And I feel like in the racing community and the atmosphere that it is, it brings in so many life lessons and basically everything along that line.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And again, for those who are listening, like I get, I get how people get jealous. Cause for me personally, like I'm personally 23 years old and most people that are older and they see the situation, they envy it or they're like jealous of it. Like I, I want people to take away from this, just the fact on where you can be at when it comes to a mentality level, especially at a younger age, it doesn't necessarily matter what age you are. It it really comes down to what you're exposed to. Cause again, you just, several things most people don't either know how to do it they don't learn how to do until they're maybe like 25 30 like the whole cliche you're only I
1: I feel like also my dad has been one of the most like amazing leaders to me just showing me how to do all these things a lot of people learn them on their own and Mm -hmm. my dad coming from very rock bottom to where he's at now is just something that inspires me too because my dad wasn't rich when he was younger he put in the hours he had two jobs working full-time both of them like he didn't really sleep much when he was younger he sort of he didn't go out and party every night he hung out with his friends every once in a while it was something that he sort of showed like telling us about those things kind of it gives you inspiration because not everyone has the drive and mm-hmm. motivation to get to the top mm-hmm. or be happy with, like, who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think and one it. thing is self-confidence is something that a lot of girls my age lack. And mm-hmm. they change their – they change themselves to fit the public's want. So, mm-hmm. like – even the way people dress now, it's just kind of—it's kind of like something that you don't have self-confidence with your body unless you're dressing like others
0: mm-hmm. or
1: you're doing what someone else is doing. But really, in the end, it's as long as you're happy, then who cares what other think other people think about you? Mm-hmm. And I mean, like some of my friends all the time—they always roast me for like my videos that I post on Instagram where I'm, like, getting my interview, but I I like to be an outgoing person on camera. I don't like to just be a boring, like, oh, yeah, I'm here. This is what I'm doing. This is my car. It's just something that I feel like, yeah, I embarrass myself when I do it sometimes, but it's...
0: That's who you are.
1: At, at least it's making someone else laugh.
0: Exactly. That's so awesome. Like, again to have the clarity and just maturity at your age. Cause again, so many people look for this at an older age. Cause again, no one necessarily has anything figured out. Like my thing is it doesn't matter how old you are. Like you realize that most people just pick a path and they just trying to find a way. So f- for and you to have. The-
1: at the age of 15 recently, like I have so many big things coming up and right now I have a career set ahead of me, but. There's mm-hmm. so many different paths that now, even though I'm only 15, I have to pick one of those paths. And it's going to be hard because there's so many big opportunities for me in each way that I go. Because right now I work for my mom and I she owns a business. So like I could be a businesswoman if I wanted to, or I mm-hmm. could be a drift car Driving, it's kind
0: of you, it's kind of up in the air. That's another thing I think. Yeah. question: Just you, you, you kind of leaving your options open as far as that goes. Like, you have anything that you want to pursue, just in like the the traditional college scene, or are you just kind of kind of seeing where life takes you.
1: Um, I definitely do. Right now, as it is, I'm graduating two years early from high school, so I'll have enough time to go to college if I want to. I graduate this year, mm-hmm. so. For that, like, I want to be able to go to college just in case to have a backup plan. Like, who knows? Maybe I end up in some car accident, paralyzed from the waist down. Like, I can't drive. I can drive after that, but it's gonna be hard. Right. At least I'd have schooling behind me to back me up. Right. But, um, I have one of my big goals in mind is when I turn 18, I want to be a monster truck driver.
0: Monster truck driver yes you know and, Colette Davis Colette Davis
1: yes. yeah. and I were actually talking and she's the reason why I want to be a monster truck driver just because she's getting to the whole drifting scene and I've always one thing of mine was I love monster trucks I love doing crazy things and right now mm-hmm. I I just feel like Going out and putting a show on for people is basically what I do as a drift car driver. Mm-hmm. I not only do I go out there and I impress the judges, but it's it's all for the crowd. It's for the fans, it's for all of the people wanting to come out and people listening to this podcast, people looking up to others in life and trying to be like them or achieve similar goals. And I feel like being a monster truck driver is something that not only do you get to go and launch a truck 50 feet in the air, but, or do backflips in a truck. I think that's so <laughs> awesome. It's something that I am really into. And I, when I turn 18, I'm definitely going to be there and nobody's going to stop me. I'm going to be there.
0: Exactly. It's only, it's only pending. I always say with gold, it's like, oh, I haven't, you know, it's just pending, you know, it's just, it hasn't, it hasn't fully really registered yet. I'm just working on it day by day.
1: And but it- also one thing that puts me back is my age. That's something that I can't be monster truck mm-hmm. driver time I'm 18 because of insurance and all of that other stuff.
0: Right. Right. It'll be here faster right than now, you mind
1: know, Right now, as it is, my brother and I are, The only two kids in the United States under 16 that are licensed to drift. Meaning competing (laughs) in Pro-Am series. And now my brother's competing in Pro-2, which is Formula Drift. So that's something that
0: I've achieved. Amazing. Amazing. And so I have one more question I want to ask you, and I'll let you go. Because honestly, I could ask you about 45 of them. But, you know, that'd be unrealistic for just one talk maybe we could I definitely want to have you on in the future as well as you know you yes. and people like Colette Davis all of you because it's so awesome to just hear the different stories different perspectives but my last question is um your father you said your father played a big role and in just as a, a as a leader as a, a great figure in your life and it sounded sounded like you know he's told you you know where he was to get where he's at and uh, I wanted you to talk about that so is he did you see him um did you see him personally work as far as when you were growing up or did he does he has he told you a couple times as far as like where he was to where he is now he, he didn't get where he's at because i think that's really crucial that you understand that because most there's some people out there that might have a perception that you know there's already people that are already envious number one but number two it's it's people don't some people don't tell the story if they're born into the, this, this particular environment you've been born into. And it seems like you have a very understanding or gratitude understanding where you're like, okay, I understand where I've been, where I've gotten today. It, it it didn't just happen overnight. There was a lot of work into it. Could you kind of go into that if that makes sense?
1: Yeah. Um. Well, to be honest, right now, my dad, he's he started a company with my mom when he was probably like I'd say 10, 15 years ago, and Mm -hmm. it was just, it started out, they started a construction company, and they both have their sides to it, and right now my dad, he, my dad works probably, I'd say he goes to work for about two hours every day, that's about it, because the other time he's here spending his time with my brother and I, getting us ready for our races and everything, but he has enough people, he's built his company in such a solid formation that he has all of the people running it for him
0: yeah yeah now and obviously now but I'm saying I remember you you said uh, earlier that um you know he didn't always have what he had like he had a lot of a lot of work going to where he's gotten today because it 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 makes sense that he has what he has now but I'm saying when he first started in general uh when he when he led led up to him uh being a, a pro drifter for 20 up to 20 years you said right
1: he raced desert, yeah. Yeah. Well, my my grandma, she was just a single woman. My dad basically, like, she went to work all the time. He was always at work. So my dad was just, he kind of put himself in the environment to where him and his friends were like, hey, let's go buy a dirt bike. So my dad bought a dirt bike, and then he also bought a quad. And they raced. my dad raced quads for a long time. Probably, I'd say he was quads for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And eventually while he was doing it and he was in the industry, he started making his own parts. So he started his own little fabricating shop and he fabricated arms and stuff like that for quads Mm -hmm. and banshees. And then from there, he just sort of he'd go to work in the day and then he'd come home at night and work on fabricating parts for other people he started selling them and making them for friends or whoever needed them and so that's he sort of he's been in the industry for a long time mm-hmm. starting from banshees and then he also had a class 10 car and he raced um like trophy trucks in the desert for a long time so i guess he just sort of like he started how most people would start themselves if they weren't born into the racing atmosphere. It was just sort of him and his friends like, hey, let's go do this. This looks fun. So he got a quad, they got a dirt bike, and they'd always go ride. It was a hobby that they had, and then they eventually built on it.
0: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. That makes that makes a lot of sense. So the process of it was... You know he's definitely started from the from the bottom up, so that that's that's really inspiring right there. So to go ahead and close it out, because again I'm a chatterbox, and if I don't if I don't close it out, I'll, it'll never go, and you'll be like, oh, I have to go, Sean. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Two hours later, because this is really an interesting conversation. Um, wh- where can everyone find you as far as kind of follow your journey? Because you do you do a lot of races. You just you're very active as far as in the automotive industry. So for those who want to keep up with you. Uh, what's your uh, Instagram or your YouTube or uh, where can people keep up with you and keep my, up with your journey?
1: Yeah, my Instagram is Amanda.sornson 12 mm-hmm. And I post on that probably, I'd say, at least four to five times a week. I'm mm-hmm. always keeping updated with what I'm doing that weekend. And my YouTube channel is and Motorsports. And mm-hmm. we post all of our videos up there. We have videos from 2010 on there of me. My brother and I just doing random stuff when we were younger. But that's my Twitter is Amanda412 underscore 512. And those are about (laughs) the only things that I. That you could catch me on.
0: That's perfectly fine right there. And so, again, I want to thank everybody for listening again. I'm not asking anybody to buy anything. Uh, This is I think this is episode 10. I'm not sure. But again, until the. Episode 100, because there's a bunch of you guys that want to support and buy merchandise, but we're not doing that. I want to do 100 episodes to give you guys as much value as possible. So in the meantime, if you guys want to support, feel free to share. If this resonated with you, share it with yourself. And if you know know someone that's going to really be inspired or really like this, share it with them and shout us out on your instagram or your facebook whatever it may be because this is really about getting the message out there it's really about showing the story showing the perspectives like amanda and really getting it out there because there's somebody out there that feels like they're by themselves at 15 years old or you know they feel like they can't do something and this is all about showing you to about just showing you what you can do because i promise you i can find confidence. Th- say again i said you
1: need to have self-confidence
0: Exactly. Self-confidence. And Amanda does a great job of showing you that that's possible, especially at a younger age. And so I appreciate you guys for hopping on. Amanda, I appreciate you. And then if you could, the one favor I would ask you, because I know you said you've been you you've been in contact with Colette, or if anything, if you could reach out to her, because I'm going to reach out to her. Cause I want to have her on here to go ahead and get her story. Say again?
1: I said I'll definitely let her know
0: yes yes and i appreciate you having i definitely want to have you on again just to kind of get a, a progression just in the future i don't know when but i want to have a bunch of these episodes because again there's nobody out here talking about this there's nobody out here talking about it I might be texting about it but there's nobody talking about it and i'm so happy and i'm honored to have you and be a part of this and be a part of something that doesn't exist yet and really make history so you have a sensational day and i appreciate you all the way
1: Thank you so much for having me on here.
0: Of course. Like I said, it's I, like I've been following you for some time, I think the past four to five months, and you know, you're one of the people that I was on my, my list to to go ahead and contact. I was like, Oh my god, Amanda, I gotta get her on here and you definitely <laughs> well, delivered. Good, this
1: is this is actually my first podcast I've ever done and I'm I'm okay with interviews behind the camera, but like when it comes to person, that's like it's completely different.
0: In so, person versus on camera?
1: yeah this is definitely here
0: yeah this is new for me like this is definitely new like 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 i said uh there's nobody doing it so again where you're literally a part of the blueprint because you know how you can maybe follow you can follow somebody that's done something already but there's nobody literally nobody out there talking about stuff there's only like one car video on youtube where they're talking about where the car goes in the car community and that's something we're going to start up also just as far as getting the story out there. But there's nobody talking about this. There's such a dire need to get this stuff out here. So it's like, this is perfect. So we're creating it as we go. So uh, like I said, this is the right way for now. So
1: <laughs> Definitely.
0: All right. All right. Well, you have a great day and I, I can't wait to have you on again. You too. All righty. Bye bye.
1: See you later.